What is up? What is up, everybody? It is Carmine Davis, and this is the Carmine Davis Show. If you are just, for some odd reason, just tuning in with us, make sure you mash the follow button, subscribe, rate the show, comment, let me know what you think by tweeting me at Carmine Davis or Instagram Carmine Davis Show or Instagram Carmine Davis. Just email me. You can do all of that. <laughs> How have you been this week? I'm good. I'm actually like recording this under the wire. So we're going to run through this before I can send it to edit and get it to you guys. But this week has been really, really cool. I've had a, a weird like trying to rearrange my schedule, trying to get back to normal pre-COVID, trying to get jump back into like a work, good working flow, you know. So that's been going on. My sleeping cycle has been shit for the last five months. And, you know, anything you do after 90 days becomes a habit. So I literally try to wake myself up an hour earlier every day, opposed to like 3 p.m. <laughs> I'm getting up around like 12 now, trying to get to like a normal day-to-day -day schedule. But anyway, you didn't come here just to hear about my good old humdrum day. We're going to get right into it with our hot topic this week. And our hot topic, we're going to kind of throw it back with the kind of traditional style that we used to do. And this week's hot topic is a beauty topic. We haven't talked about beauty um, since Kevin Aquan. But this week, something caught my eye and I want to talk about it. Now, I am already ordering my version of it and I don't even wear like lipsticks or anything like that but I am a collector of fine things you guys know I have a appetite for the sexiest things and Supreme has announced its first ever beauty collaboration with Pat McGrath Labs now let me run you through really really quickly why this is important who the two parties are just in case you have no idea and why you should actually care this is pretty dope actually and um for some odd reason, let's just say you don't know who Pat McGrath is, which is, to me, I'm going to take it from order and importance. <laughs> and number one is the Pat McGrath. She's a British makeup artist, and she has been called the most influential makeup artist in the world by Vogue magazine and other commentators. Um, in 2019, she was also included in Time's 100 Most Influential People. She first broke through... Um, in the early 90s, working with Edward Ennefel for ID Magazine. And if you know anything about ID Magazine, just Google ID Magazine. They are the paragon of beauty and editorial shots. And she did the makeup for them for years. She worked as a receptionist to support herself financially during the time, which I love. I love a hustling girl, but she had a passion for fashion. No, she had a passion for beauty. And in 1998, she was hired by Giorgio Armani to collaborate on a new range of cosmetics and became the recipient of the Pantene Pro-V Makeup Artist of the Year Award, both in 2000 and 2001. Now, this is a sister. I want to, I, I didn't want to bring race into it, but this is a sister. Pat McGrath is a sister. This is a sister doing all these things. And she's from the UK, giving me Naomi teas. <laughs> The Naomi Campbell of beauty. She she is. But um, as part of the 2014 New Year's Honors, McGrath was awarded 
an MBE by Queen Elizabeth II for her services to the fashion and beauty industry, which is like ideal, like the MBE and all those things are like what you, from your, um, in the UK, it's what you aspire to look like. I mean, so aspire to get. There's, I think Kylie Minogue has an MBE. Who I love, Kylie Minogue, even though she's Australian, but she has an MBE. Um, but anyway, that year, McGrath was also hired by Procter & Gamble as Global Cosmetics Creative Design Director in a multi-year partnership that was rumored to be paid a million dollars. So in a couple of years, she kind of leveled up and she became a millionaire. She paid her dues just like other sisters do. I'm sure if she was some white man, she probably got 10 million, but whatever. Um, in 2015, she launched the Pat McGrath Labs, her own line of beauty products, where um, which by 2019 has become a $1 billion company and becoming the biggest selling beauty line at Selfridge is, is a company. 2017 saw McGrath's hire by previous colleagues and friends Edward Innafool as beauty editor at large for British, British Vogue, which is a huge deal. And in the same year, won the Isabella Bl Blow Award for Fashion Creator at the Fashion Awards, a British Fashion Council event. Um, we could go on and on about her. Now, if you don't know what Supreme, um, for some odd reason, you don't know who's what Supreme is. It's the brand, Supreme. You see it on all the clothes, the hoodies, the phone cases. But it's headed by James Shabaya. Shabaya. And um, he is an American-British businessman and a fashion designer. Now, um, of course, he was from the United States. But he relocated to Crawley, West Sussex. Or how do you say it? West, my British... Excuse me for Brit uh, for butchering Sussex, United Kingdom. As a child actor, Jebabaya appeared in a published British TV show, ITV's Just William in 1977, BBC's Grand Chill in 1978, where he played Tommy Watson for five episodes in series one, and the sitcom Butterflies in 1979. So his background was a little bit more, um, of course, like glamorous than Miss Pat, but. Miss Pat had to get it out the mud, honey, and she did. And when she got it, she came for her things. But um, in 1983, Jebabaya moved to New York City, paying $500 for an Staten Island apartment. And he landed a job at Parachute, a minimalist escape shop and clothing store located in Soho. In 1989, he opened the first retail venture, Union NYC, carrying an exper experimental mix of mostly English brands from 1991 to 1994. He teamed up with Sean Stussy, founder of Stussy, which I love Stussy, um, or Stussy. How do you pronounce it? I'm butchering these fashion names and that is a no-no. I'm so sorry, all my fashion heads and my snob shotters and my paw shot takers. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, then you're not one. So there's that. Um, um, apart from clothing, Jebabaya has also released Supreme Calendars, 24-inch cruiser bikes, and Supreme Book, published by Rizzoli in 2010. I think I've seen that around. In 2017, Supreme collaborated with Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton with their debut collection unveiling during Paris Fashion Week, which I felt like that had his other collaboration by a black creative um 
what's his name? Uh, Virgil. Mr. Virgil. The beautiful Virgil Ablo. Ablo. If you don't know who he is, Google him. Uh, Virgil, A-B-L-O-H. He is now the um, artistic director of Louis Vuitton. No. So this was before. He became the artistic director of Louis Vuitton in 2018. But it was a huge deal because he's a black man, baby. And it was a whole, a whole deal with Kanye West. But that's not what we're talking about. We were talking about Jababaya and Pat McGrath and their collaboration together which is, I think, is every fucking thing, okay? So, <clears throat> anyway. Why all of this is important? That's what you want to know. So, for the first time in brand history, Supreme was released in a collaborative beauty product, teaming up with Pat McGrath Labs. And this drop is from nylon.com. Click the link in the description, nylon.com. Shout out to nylon.com. And it was written by Lauren Rarick. Shout out to Miss Lauren. I know Miss Lauren Rarick. This is an, you know, honor to be sharing her story. But anyway, teaming up with Pat McGrath Labs, a makeup brand celebrating a few of its own recent milestones, which included, um, of course, making a billion dollars. A sister. The face of her own beauty. I don't know. I, I maybe I want to double back. She's a sister. A real brown skin girl. And she is the owner of her own beauty. And it is in huge. It's influential. Pat McGrath, any real beauty head knows who she is. Pat McGrath has the best eyeshadow palettes, the best lips, the best baby, the best highlighters like Pat McGrath. And she just released um, her foundation, which I haven't gotten yet because I'm not, I don't, I have, if I buy another foundation, I wouldn't have a place to put it, but it's on my, it's on my get list. Um, anyway, the influencer approved lipstick puts a supreme inspired red spin on McGrath's matte trace lipstick formula and will be available only through Supreme's website. An exact sale date for the lipstick hasn't been announced, but initial social media sneak peeks contain enough to get excited about, including some of the artistic images and ideals that inspired this collab. Packaged in a bright red tube emblazoned with the white Supreme logo. The lipstick comes in a matching red box developed exclusively from Supreme New York Fall Winter Collection. The lipstick also features the gold lips, a signature detail on every tube of Pat McGrath's matte trace lips. It's a pretty picture. Click the link, look at it. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful box. It's a beautiful um, marriage of brands. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's the perfect marriage of both of those things. Um, for now, only on an online preview of the product is available, but the hyperpigmentated lipstick isn't the only featured accessory in Supreme Seasonals collection. A website of upcoming collaborations is available for scrolling, and the fall-winter season will also bring a fishbowl, a metal folding chairs, and stepping stools. As for Pat McGrath Labs, it's the latest launches have included mascara that adds serious volume to your lashes, which I have in my cart. I want it. An eyeshadow palette with the first of its kind kaleidoscopic pigment, which is beautiful. I don't wear eyeshadow, but I probably buy it because it's Pat McGrath. Um, if you if if I can think if you're lost and you're wondering why I'm talking about this is. One is a sister. Pat McGrath is a sister. 
and she has partnered with Supreme, which is a huge, every hype beast. I don't own anything because I guess technically I'm not a hype beast, I guess, but um, every hype beast has something from Supreme. You've seen Supreme everywhere you go. There is a Supreme logo in your face. But anyway, it's a big deal because they chose her or she chose them. And they did her right. I think this this whole deal was beautiful. And it's exactly what we need more of. We need more sisters out there and their ideas being looked at as equal, not taken and someone scribbled their name on top of it and to cut her a little minuscule check and now they're making billions off of it this is a step in a direction um and this is going to be something something iconic it's a beautiful piece it's, it's such a moment to me i think in beauty and fashion these worlds are colliding pat mcgrath is kind of the supreme of beauty <laughs> you know what i'm saying and that's a huge deal. She is. A, she started this from the mud. She didn't partner with another brand to make this happen. Pat McGrath Labs is Pat McGrath Labs. And if you see this red, it's the Supreme red, red um, color. Like if you've ever seen any Supreme logo, it's the same color, but it is obviously um, universal. And if you don't know what a universal red is, then you probably are listening to the wrong podcast. But a universal red is um, one that looks good on every skin tone. And there, there is a different. Every girl can't or a boy can't pick up a red lipstick and wear it and it looks good. You know, there's blue red. There's, um, you know, coral-esque reds. There's, um, you know, it's different hues of red that don't exactly compliment every person's shade but this supreme color does i think it's just magical i just wanted to share that with y'all i think that's this is going to be so dope and i think it's going to be such a piece and it's such a i love the black woman all of them getting their their coins and their tens last week and with the whole wop the wet ass pussies pussy 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 power i love it I love hearing about it. It is my favorite song. Give these bitches their roses. It's high time because they have been the backbone of everything for so long. And they're always just kind of, oh, you know, Serena Williams is the queen of tennis. Cool. But it's time for them, us to give them their things. Pat McGrath is not new. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's time for them to be sitting across these old British white men and getting their coins looked at as equal, not the face, you know, not the inspiration, not the uh, assistant director. No, we doing this together. This moment, this time capsule, this when you have it, every girl can have it. You could be a skateboarder or you could be a beauty junkie and you will have this piece. It's, it's to me, it's everything. This is what a collaboration is all about. I could go on and on about it, but I won't. We're going on to something else. 
a concept, if you will. Um, I've been thinking about it and I kind of chatted with my best friend about what projects that I would love to be a part of, major or minor. And and it dawned on me that I would love, I've heard about a reboot, a reboot, a reboot, a reboot of the Wait and Tech Sales movie. And I want to executive produce a soundtrack. Now, as you know, the soundtrack of the Wait and Tech Sale is probably just as iconic, if not more iconic than the movie. Um, Babyface produced a 72, 73-minute masterpiece. It was an amazing album, Standalone, um, in 96. And featured Whitney Houston, Tony Braxton, TLC, Brandy, Aretha Franklin, Shaka Khan, Faith Evans, Patti LaBelle, SBV, Mary J. Blige, um, Shantae Moore. Uh, sh- did I say Shaka Khan? Um, yeah. Um, so many of the hugest, but not uh, the hugest names in R&B soul music. And they were put together and streamed together so like lush. You could almost see the pink heat rising from the air of passion of of um um you could see the I don't, I don't know you know how everybody says I'm an empath you know I'm an empath so I know I'm an empath I'm an empath I'm an empath I'm an empath I'm a I have synesthesia I can't even say <laughs> I'm just I'm just capping I don't I don't even know how to say it, but I do know, hear me out. I think I do have synesthesia and it's when you can, um, am I saying it right? I think it's when you can see or smell music and I can, like people, I literally from listening to the way to Excel soundtrack, I just see like this, this pink, every time it plays any song from it, it's just this warm pink or a coral, um, heat, like a heat. Uh, or a, a fog I don't know it's you could and, and it envelops me from the beginning to the end of feminine energy motherly energy um, passion even a sense of grace all these women um, from all walks of life came together on the soundtrack and told the story of passion love sex uh, loyalty heartbreak and it it gave such a glow it was it was baby face it was all of these women even how he he brought all these diverse women now ideally beforehand before 96 this was a crew of women who could not be any different they were just in the same category okay let's get that straight we think of them now as similar or equally yoked because of baby face's soundtrack but beforehand, you had TLC, you had SWV, you had Faith Evans, you had Whitney Houston, you had Shaka Khan, you had um, Shantae Moore, you had, um, who else was on this soundtrack? I want to get the whole list, not Bate Br- uh, Brandy, um, Mary J. Blige, uh, Shauna, um, all these women, Tony Braxton, for real, they did all of different bodies of work. All of them couldn't be any different, any more different, but they were streamed together in such a masterful way that only a strong, passionate leader who had a vision, uh, he had a vision. Like it was, and 
it was such a he brought out such a uh, I could go on and on about the waiting text sales soundtrack and I will because this is my podcast and it applies um but I can't, I can't even, only way that you don't know what I'm talking about is if you've never heard it. They all, you could, you could tell they all have, they could have been any more different, but Babyface brought one thing that they all had in common. Um, they knew what love felt like. They knew what passion felt like. They knew what heartbreak felt like. And he brought that out in a 16, 17 track album and did it so seamlessly so beautiful so luscious like it's it's decadent it's like a pink satin it's a pink um it envelops you the sounds his even his choicing of um music it a uh, backdrop it was uh, it's music that you could play in the background it's a song that can relate to every moment of your love life and there is there and I think to myself all the time like okay well I was talking to um my best friend and we were talking about okay what would that be like today and would you bring all the women back who are available to come back um because of of course because of the loss of Whitney and Aretha Franklin um but it it's would you bring them all back and or would you bring a whole new crew and then who and so I started thinking I would bring I think I would want um it's like a point like we don't have those women anymore like who could I bring on the wait and take sales soundtrack Cardi B I, I would want it to be current I would I would want personally maybe um I would want 16 tracks of the same number, maybe even nine to keep it current because women are not, or people period are not listening to 16 track albums. I wish people would stop making them. Nobody wants to hear music that long anymore. It's just the truth. Um, We might, of course, if you're a fan, but ideally as a whole, we want nine to 12 tracks. But who would be on the soundtrack? I think I would, am I, these are my draft picks. I would, of course, bring my first draft pick was Janae Akio. Janae, Z Janae Akio. I feel like she captures the, 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 the thought of what Waiting to Excel was all about, especially for the woman today. I, if they rebooted the movie, I would hope that they would make it um ad- adapt it to the woman today a more um vocal woman but still looking for traditional things but in her own walk you know maybe she wants to focus more on career but she still wants a partner who supports her in that i think Janae Akio could capture that um even with songs like uh pussy pussy fairy like i think she she would do real masterful and then I came down to Summer Walker or SZA. Now, ideally, I would do both. But you know how the stands are. But I'm going to pick both. But then I started drawing a blank. Who else would I 
what's what I have on it? Like, I can't really, I can't, I can't think of anybody. Like, I, 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 who I felt like would capture there. I don't, I can't really off the top of my head, think of a girl group who was as prominent and could bring that same sense of everyday woman. It would have to be I'm just really scratching my head. I would literally probably have to have Nicki Minaj on that soundtrack. You know what I'm saying? To make it current. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and throw Nicki in there. Give her something, a down tempo, something like a run and hide type of vibe that she did on Queen. Um, I'm a Nicki Minaj fan. I'm not a bar, but I, I, feel, I don't know. I'm like, if I had the budget. I would bring Mary G. Blige back. I would want her to collaborate with Summer Walker or Janae or um, SZA. Like I would ideally want her to come back into collaboration. I want Faith Evans on it. Um, because Kissing You is to me uh, top tier. It is one of, that is the best song. One of the best songs on the soundtrack. And I don't know who else. Isn't that crazy that we don't have r&b female singers anymore who i i can't let's let's run a list okay no 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 okay i i would add alicia keys i think she would bring definitely okay five alicia keys chloe and Haley. maybe would we bring brandy back i think brandy could bring something to an LMA, her, he said Kelly Rowland. I, I don't know. I could take Kelly. I could leave her the same way I feel about Kalani. Ari Lennox, Ari Lennox, but we would, I would attach them to, um, like, I would put Chloe and Haley on a song. Well, it's two of them. I'll leave them alone and put her on a song with like Faith Evans. Or um, I like LMA. I would put her on there. Maybe LMA and her together. I feel like that would probably put everybody asleep though. But the you know, like um, women who can bring that... Black women who are in R&B. I can't. That's it. I would. Okay. Okay. Let's run it back. All right. We have Janae Ekio, Summer Walker, SZA, Alicia Keys. Hmm. Who did I say? <laughs> Summer Walker, Alicia Keys. LMA. This is not inviting to me at all. I don't I don't know why I still probably would just skip it. Um hmm, who else? Uh okay. LMA. We had um Ari Lennox, who I would be I would love. She's a yes, she's a definite yes. Her, Chloe and Haley. Isn't it crazy? That's that you know what I mean? Like there's no 
no real singers. I think Chloe and Haley, you know, Alicia, if you can give and take her, she's good sometimes. Um, and he 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 threw Beyonce in there, the Beyonce hat. All is fails, throw Beyonce child, I guess, you know. Um, but I would like to do it without her. I think we could do it without Beyonce. But if she got with Destiny's child and they gave us something like a nuclear, that would be good. That would be cannot Kelly, Beyonce, and Michelle on that bridge, bitch. She would heal some people. Some people would be getting healed from that soundtrack. But I don't I would want Tony Braxton to come back, but in what magnitude? I don't know if she's musically ready to let it flow again. I don't know. I'm going to go with those names. I'm going to go with those names that I don't remember. <laughs> Just that quick. Okay, no, no, no. Let's run it through. Janae Akio, Summer Walker, SZA, Her, Ari Lennox, Chloe and Haley, Alicia Keys, LMA. Who was I missing? All those bitches I just named. I think they would make a really great sound. I mean, I guess. Like, I don't know. To me, of course, it will not be as... It might be. With my direction, it could be a badass soundtrack with them girls. You know, for the woman today. Like, as if you had never heard that soundtrack. Or that was your mama's soundtrack. This is our soundtrack. You know what I mean? Like, this is for the, the, the black woman today. This is their soundtrack. Like, you'd have to look at it like, okay, that was our mama's. This is ours. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what y'all think. Twitter.com slash Carmine Davis. Um, email me, Carmine Davis show at gmail.com. Show at Carmine Davis.com. Let me know what y'all think. Who would you pick for the... Waiting to Exhale soundtrack of 2020-2021. Who would you pick? That's tough. It's sad that I didn't immediately come up with names. You know what I'm saying? Like, ugh. But those things are dope. Especially, you know who I would really want to hear? Is Ari Lennox. I think Ari would give us a, a real not, a, a not gonna cry moment. I would like to see Mariah Carey. She wasn't on the soundtrack back then. That's what I'm saying. Like, people think I'm, like, being shady towards Beyonce, but Mariah Carey was not invited to be on the Waiting to Excel soundtrack. She was the biggest name in R&B pop. For a reason. Like, a Mariah Carey at that time was not what needed to be on that soundtrack. I don't know. Let me know what y'all think. But anyway, we go on to the third segment. The love, relationship, sex, and advice segment. This is one of my favorite. Well, they're all my. <laughs> I do this every time. They're all my fucking favorite segments. And this one is brought to you by, of course, Cosmopolitan.com. And what are we talking about today? We are talking about... How to never get ghosted again based on your Zodiac sign. Okay. So this is a long list. I love Zodiac. If you know anything about me, I am um, a self-proclaimed astrologist, pseudo astrologist, I guess what you would call it. Um, but I am also someone who is confused by the current 
temperature of the I don't know why I got this era to date in. Like we were just talking about the waiting to excel era and the 90s and early 2000s when I was at home when I was a kid watching TV couldn't wait to go out and date and I thought that these were these certain rules of dating but the 2010s late 2000s turned dating on its head like even especially in the gay world in the gay community like it's it's a whole like weird if I keep it like funky with you, it's kind of really not a real thing anymore. Like dating doesn't happen. I think it's like if you are dating, it's sort of like you are settling with somebody like, you know, y'all like. I don't know. Y'all are both down and out and y'all are together trying to work on each other to make it up or y'all are both like down and out and nobody else want you or I don't know. It's just weird. Or like you two have been best friends since you were kids or, you know, I don't know. It's always like some, the odds of you just finding somebody that you find attractive, successful. Um, it's just, it's like slim. Like, I don't know. It's really, really weird. And a lot of ghosting goes on, whether, you know, you are a ghoster or you're a ghosty, but I'm the motherfucking ghostbuster. Okay, like you are not. And this is our list from Cosmopolitan.com on how to never be ghosted again, according to your sign. Oh, and according to their sign. Now, I'm not going to go through all of it. Click the link in the description box if you want to figure out your crush's um, reason for ghosting you. I don't, I personally don't feel like there's ever really a real reason to ghost. That could be the Capricorn in me. I'm not a real big ghoster on purpose. Like I, I've never really ghosted somebody on purpose. Um, but I guess the reason will be evident when we discuss my sign. So <laughs> um, I'm a Capricorn. So let's start with the Capricorns. Um, we're always at the bottom of everybody's list. But of course, astrology is Aries and Taurus first. But let's find a Capricorn. Okay, Capricorn. Why Capricorn ghosted you? Capricorns are often painted as unemotional workaholics, and that's not entirely true. They definitely know how to let loose and have fun, but when it comes to dating, the end needs to justify the means. They just don't want to invest in a relationship that has no future. So if anything else feels annoying or imperfect off the bat, they're quick to lose interest. Caps off then have an extremely detailed five-year plan and if your goals don't match theirs or worse you don't have any defined goals they'll dip uh sure how to keep a capricorn from ghosting you be very clear with what you want early on so your capricorn can determine whether the relationship is feasible on their end the earth sign really appreciates honesty so when in doubt always lead with the truth and once you're in with a capricorn don't slack these seagulls appreciate hard work and planning so you better have an itinerary and a budget for the weekend trip you're suggesting true that is a lot of truth to me. I am very, um, I already know kind of what my relationship will be like. I kind of know the functions. I know what I kind of need from a partner. Um, <laughs> you know, I know from the top things that I don't 
nor will I even try to tolerate. So immediately, if you turn me off, I'm done. Um, but hmm, there's a few things that, but I'm going to go to my moon sign, which is in Sagittarius. Cause I don't really, I'm not a thousand percent sold on the reason why I don't gross people. Okay. Why Sagittarius grossed you? Symbolized by the celestial archer, Sagittarius is all about exploration, adventure, and discovery. What other people perceive as quote unquote ghosting is simply their default spirit. They're all about dipping, so people really shouldn't take their vanishing acts personally. The archer is famously non committal. They'll commit to the right person, but they have to be sure. <laughs> That is very true. That is me. I, I'm that way. And it's also, I guess, the Capricorn in me is that way, even with um, jobs, like even like um, career goals or um, career partners, people who I do business with, it's always seemingly always on a, um, not temporary, but in a trial basis. Everybody is on a trial basis in my life. I, I know that's really, really strange. But mostly, definitely um, occupationally. I guess that's my Capricorn sun and my Sagittarius moon working together. Um, everybody's on a trial and partners are the same. I don't look at... Every day when I go home, I kind of, after like a date or something, it's kind of like a review. <laughs> like in my mind, I'm I, like on a date, I'm always pushing as a Sagittarius, the Sagittarius moon. I'm kind of like, nah, I'm good. Like I'm always pushing them away, my partners away or kind of being like, I got it or blah, 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 blah. In a sense of kind of being like the archer. It's just my nature. It's not me trying to be, um, dismissal, dis you know, like it's, it's just who I am. Like, I, I, I am ready to go. I am not that it's, I'm afraid of commitment. It's just that I'm free. But the Capricorn in me wants that solidarity. They, I want that partnership. So at night, I take all the things in account and I will review you and I will get back to you. <laughs> I'll get back to you. I'll, don't call me. I'll call you. So... That is, I guess, my sign. So let's move on. I have a lot of cancers in my life. Um, my best friend is a cancer. So we're going to go to the cancers. Okay. Why a cancer ghosted you? Cancers are extremely sensitive creatures, just like their crustacean that symbolizes their sign. They protect their soft interiors with hard, sturdy armor. Simply put, it's hard for cancers to open up. One of their greatest fears is unrequited vulnerability. So when it is comes to ghosting, they usually dip before they get too close. And if you do gain their trust and they open up to you, but you hurt their soft little crap feelings, they might shuffle away. At the end of the day, all they are seeking is partnership that's honest and dependable. So if they get flaky vibes, they'll leave before they are left. Mm, this sounds like somebody I know. 
Um, establish how to keep a cancer from ghosting you. Establish a safe space within your relationship early on. Let your cancer know that their emotions are okay and you're down to celebrate all their feels. When a cancer knows they're safe, they'll stick around. And once you get to the point where your little crab comes out of their shell, be careful. Understand that they're super sensitive and do your best not to hurt their feelings. If you do upset your cancer, bae, apologize ASAP and try to make things right. Or else they'll soak in their hurt feelings, get resentful, and leave. That's true. Okay, my boo is a Leo. All right, why a Leo ghosted you? Leos make a terrific first date because they're theatrical and love to entertain. That is me. That's my... <laughs> That's why I fuck with Leos. Okay, but anyway, they easily captivate acquaintances with stories, perks, and special talents. See, I always tell people that. I always tell that. I don't know why... I don't know. I'll, I'll keep reading. But some Leos are best at shows that are one night only. They aren't afraid to close the curtains on the romance. After all, they have so many fans or people crushing on them that they might want to keep their options open. Besides, Leos love being a part of a power couple. So if you don't suitably impress them, they might choose to move on. Okay. Try and chant how to keep your Leo from ghosting you. Try enchanting your Leo with a long, deliberate applause. Let them show off. Leos are seeking someone who's more than just a partner. They're also looking for a fan. Let your fabulous lion know they're the best and they'll stay in your relationship in return. By the way, don't be modest on your date with Leo. Go ahead and drop the fact that you were the high school valedictorian or have 12,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> Oh my God, this is hitting too close to home. These lions don't know the meaning of humble. And if they did, they think it's boring. Why not show off your gorgeous mane? <sighs> that is so true. Um, the reason why like, I like my Leo is because he gasses me. like, And we gas each other. I think everything about him is perfect. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's so funny. I think he's so fly. He loves how fly I am. He thinks everything about me. He loves my conversation. He loves that I run my business well. He loves that I'm ambitious. You know, like, everything. We just gas each other up. So, that, that that's real. Like, when we when we did fall out, it was because... That's, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, let's go on to Virgo's. My other best friend, Amani, is a Virgo. Why are Virgo ghosted you? Though Virgos are known for their kindness, they're actually one of the biggest ghosters of the Zodiac because they can spot all the incompatibilities very early on. This is Amani. Way, 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 like all the way. They're super smart and super analytical, and they expect perfection, per perfection from everyone. Yes, they'd rather balance ASAP than watch a relationship go downhill. This leaves people, they, they go scratching their heads, especially since Virgos can seem so into the relationship at first. But that's the thing about Virgos. They seem all sweet and innocent at first, but they've got another earthier side to them. Yep, that's right. How to keep a Virgo from ghosting you. Unfortunately, once a Virgo has decided that a bond is doomed, there's little you can do to convince them otherwise. But of course, you want to keep them. So try appealing to their sweet nature. Small tokens of appreciation and acts of service go along well with a practical earth sign. Don't be afraid to show your Virgo lover that, they re that you really care. And by the way, 
know that Virgos are noticing even your smallest mistakes. So acknowledge them and apologize. If you show up 20 minutes late for a date, but don't remark on it, know that a Virgo is silently stewing behind that smile. So if you got caught in traffic, tell your Virgo you're so sorry you kept them waiting and then buy them a fancy cocktail to make up for it. That's Amani. Amani, this is you. That is her down. She is my queen Virgo. She is the Virgo of my life. I've never seen a Virgo personified like Amani. All right, my mom is a Libra. Let's do a couple of more. Why, and my ex is a Libra. Why a Libra ghosted you? Symbolized by the scales, Libras are constantly trying to find harmony and balance within interpersonal relationships. But because their sign perceives itself as the peer mediator, quotes, of the Zodiac, they don't want to be limited to just one bond. If they suddenly feel like new relationship is coming a bit too constrictive, they'll simply drift away. Libras are also indecisive as fuck. So if they go on five dates with you, you might think you're basically a couple, but they're still in the getting to know you and deciding if they actually like you phase. That's true. That's true. That's my ex. Um, my first, my first, actually my first love was a Libra. And uh, yeah, it was, a, that was the worst relationship of my life. But he was also like, it was my best friend, if that makes any sense. I don't know how to explain it. But anywho, how to keep a Libra from ghosting. Let them know you support their social obligations. Libra wants to attend six back-to-back happy hours. No problem. You're down for it. As soon as you know you're along for the ride, they'll be sure to stick around. By the way, Libras love aesthetics and have a ah, sense of style. So give them tons of compliments. Their hairstyle, gorgeous. Their shoes, the most stylish you've ever seen. Their glasses, you wish you your eyesight was terrible so you could wear them and have the same style. In fact, you might even get some non-prescription ones so you can look as cool as they do. That's true. All right, let's go to my most recent ex, um, a Taurus, which I feel like is the most mysterious um, of the earth signs they're so weird especially taurus men taurus women are the best taurian taurians they're weird okay why taurus ghosted you taurians taurians the first earth sign of the zodiac are known for their steadfast loyalty once someone forms a relationship with them they'll do whatever it takes to maintain the bond romance is another black and white for them they're extremely stubborn so if they're not interested in a relationship the person they're seeing needs to take that shit seriously there's nothing you can do to make a tourist change their mind in fact if you have a major disagreement about a relationship status it's best that you just give up and find a new boo don't try to fight it the bull won't budge <laughs> that's true how to keep a Taurus from ghosting. Taurians always stick to their guns. So the only, only way to avoid being ghosted by one is to steer clear from getting involved with an unavailable Taurian. The only sure way to win a bullfight is to not participate at all. They are plenty of bulls who are looking, uh, looking for a long-term relationships. Taurians love comfort, stability, and luxury. And dating one is a delicious treat. Just make sure that you're on the same page from the beginning. By the way, the same advice goes for if you're looking to keep a cash, if you get involved, keep it, if you want to keep it cash. If you get involved with a relationship-minded bull, it's only, it'll only end in tears. Yep. (laughs) That's it. That's it, boo. Okay, let's do an odd one. Hmm. Oh, this is pretty cool. I think this is kind of accurate. Okay, let's do an Aquarius. 
Aquarians are really cool. One of my exes is an Aquarius and I, I would, I'm a one and done with an Aquarius. I think they're so strange and in a good way. They're really cool as friends, but to date they are really off. They're really strange. Um, okay. Why Aquarius ghosted you? Passionately humanitarian, highly intellectual, Aquarians are revolutionaries. They care deeply about equality, but have a difficult time applying these values to their interpersonal relationships. This makes them notorious flakes because they are struggle. They struggle to know if they really want a relationship to begin with or how to sort out their feelings for you. Aquarians are sometimes called the robots because they can be so dispassionate. Yes, they have feelings, but if they think they have a good reason for hurting yours, they won't think twice about it. And by the way, they're also called the weirdos of the Zodiac. I told you. And you don't have to share their obsession with Area 50, 51 conspiracy theories. But if you make fun of it, they'll cut you loose. That's true. How to keep an Aquarius from ghosting. If you start to notice your Aquarius lover pulling away, call them out with straightforward questions. Get real. The fastest way to their heart is through spirited debates and picking apart their non- Committal BS and don't hide your eccentric side from your water barrier bay. Aquarians love the unconventional, so let your freak flag fly. There's actually an Aquarius call on my phone right now. That is so fucking funny. That is so funny. But that wraps the show. What do y'all think? Did I mention your ghosties, ghosters sign? If not, click the link in the description. It's from cosmopolitan.com. Look them up. Why did they ghost you? The Taurus part hurt my feelings because it's true. That is very true. That is very, very, very true. There is no fixing it. <laughs> but it's okay. Like, fuck them. But anyway, tweet me at Carmine Davis or at Carmine Davis Show on Instagram. Carmine Davis on Instagram. There's so many ways. And people have been tweeting me and hollering at me. There was a show thread about me last week that was so sweet. Um, or that was the week before, which was the escape episode. That was last week. No, that was the week before. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you can reach me, reach out and touch me and, um, I will holler at y'all next week. I love y'all stay safe and don't forget to follow, subscribe and rate this show. Love y'all. Bye.